Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello, and thank you very much for joining us for this one-shot edition of Bone Thrower's Theater. I am going to be your keeper today, Jordan. My name is Jeff. I have no idea what I'm doing yet, so we'll figure that out in a minute. Absolutely. (laughs) And I'm Jeremy. I am Aaron. And I'm Elijah. And Elijah is sitting in with us. We're actually having a few of our regulars were not able to make it today. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with Mike. Uh, He wasn't able to make it. But Johnny is on a boat somewhere in the Caribbean, from what I understand. Yeah, they should be on their way back today. Yeah, well. They'll be back in port tomorrow. That's still grievously unfair. I agree. (laughs) Especially since I was considered for being taken on this trip, but was denied. Oh, oh, who's the favorite son? (laughs) (laughs) No, they wanted to take my niece. Oh, okay, understood. That's the only reason that Johnny got to go, is because they wanted to take (laughs) Hannah. Has nothing to do with Johnny. (laughs) None whatsoever. So anyway, back to the game, now that we've covered absences. Uh, We are going to be playing a very fun game. It is called Monster of the Week, and it is by Michael Sands. Um, It is actually, uh, this is the second edition of the game. The original game was self-published. For the second edition, it was actually put out by Evil Hat, uh, which is a publishing company that's done a lot of fun games. Evil Hat, yeah, they went ahead, they put out uh, Monster of the Week. A Monster of the Week is powered by the Apocalypse, which means that it's run off of the, ba- the same uh, basic rules as uh, the game Apocalypse World. And uh, Vincent Banker, the guy who came up with Apocalypse World, basically has a chapter in the book where he's like, this is how you can hack it to do whatever you want with any type of world. So there's a lot of different games. There's Dungeon World, there's Monster Hearts, there is... Uh, Monster of the Week, Uh, there's uh, Thieves in the Dark is a new one that just came out. So there's a whole bunch of different flavors of this particular rule engine. Um, And it's a lot of fun, a lot of improv. Uh, Basically, it's what they call a story game, which is a lot of fun. So how it works is that we have two uh, six-sided dice, and uh, you go ahead and you roll those against a basic chart of what's going on. If you're rolling, like... Under seven, under seven is you don't succeed. But if it's like from seven to nine, uh, or six to nine, I think it is. If it's six to nine, then you um, succeed, but at a cost. And then if you roll 10 to 12, then you succeed fantastically. So it's a really easy system. Uh, if you don't succeed, or then you know you, you pretty much fell out, right? I get I get to tell you how you fail. If you succeed at a cost, then I get to give it to you, but then throw a little bit of extra harm in your way. Maybe harm, maybe <laughs> misdirection, maybe, you know. 
probably going to be hard. Yeah, yeah. Knowing Jeff, <laughs> it's going to be his entire family dies in front of him. Yeah, something like that yeah. would happen. Yeah. So, um, and then also uh, the basic stats of the game, um, they're called charm, cool, sharp, tough, and weird. So, you know, very easy to figure out. Um, we have a whole bunch of playbooks in front of us, um, and I'm just going to read these off randomly. We have the Spell Slinger, the Professional, the Chosen, the Initiate, the Mundane, the Monstrous, the Spooky, the Wronged, the Crooked, the Divine, the Flake, and the Expert. And these are all different character types that you can have. A lot of this, the game draws a lot of inspiration from TV shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Supernatural, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of like vampire movies where, you know, they go in and they hunt Dracula down and stuff like that. Um, also, uh, there is uh, some influence uh, from like the Dresden Files, uh, Spellslinger being the most obvious example of that. So, yeah, there's a lot of really cool influences on here in terms of monsters and everything. And one thing that I really like about this game is of the week. Every session is supposed to be a whole story. You know, and then if you want to, you can kind of make it like a TV show where there are, there's arcs and everything like that. And that's how you can do a campaign. But it's definitely perfect for a one shot. Uh, so at this point, we're going to go ahead and pause. Uh, we're going to go ahead and look over the books. Everybody's going to choose which book they want to work with. And then uh, we'll go ahead and create the characters. We'll come back and introduce the characters and then go from there. All right. We are back. Now, Jeffrey, what have you chosen for your character? I have chosen the mundane. The mundane? The most useless person that somehow ends up being useless. The useless person who ends up being useless. That describes yeah. Jeremy. I mean, not Jeremy. It describes Jeff. I should look at Jeremy. <laughs> no, that, that describes me perfectly. Yeah. It describes me perfectly. Uh, my character's name is Ray, short for Raymond Nickel. And what what does your character look like? My character, uh, he's a man okay. with a trustworthy face and normal clothes. Now, you were mentioning that he has a very interesting form of conveyance. <laughs> yeah. So, he has... He rides around a skateboard. Uh, he, <laughs> and for his weapons, he has a pocket knife or multi-tool and a sledgehammer or fireman's axe. Have you decided which one you'll go with? Either the sledgehammer or the, the fireman's axe? Sledgehammer. Now, is there a particular reason that you have a sledgehammer? Was it like something that you... Well, there are a few reasons. One, it does maximum damage. Uh, two, it doesn't get caught by the blade. So if I hit something, it smashes them and doesn't grab my weapon out of my hand. Did you have any particular affiliation with the sledgehammer? Like, did you use it as part of your previous life before you became a monster hunter? Or? Not really. It was an easy-to-use weapon. Okay. Doesn't take a lot of skill to wield a, a hammer. How did you become a monster hunter? Well, I think that will come into play. Oh, that will come with the, uh, the history. Okay. Okay. Between but did you, did you have any thoughts of what you were going to do there at this point? Or just Ray, Ray is his own free character? He's a free character that looks like he's 
a friend of some sort to at least one person, All probably right. multiples. All right. We'll go ahead and move on to Jeremy. And Jeremy, what did you choose for your your playbook? Uh, I picked the wronged. The and, wrong. Yes. And my character's name is Jace Thompson. Now, how were you wronged, Jace? I was wronged when my family was all killed when I was a, a young boy. Uh, I was only three years old. Woke up to screaming in the house. I decided the best course of action was to hide in the closet. And peeking through the slats in the closet door, I saw just shadows moving about. Never did get to see fully the mysterious creature that killed my family. All that was left was shredded clothes and lots of blood. Mm. So my parents were both killed and my siblings were killed. I had an older brother and a younger sister who was killed. Interesting thing though about the younger sister in her crib was stuck straight down in the mattress was a old dagger which I've always kept with me. When they when they were killed, did the authorities come like that night, or was it uh, at least the, until the next morning that you were alone in the house? Well, I was alone in the house for what seemed like at least days, and then I guess a neighbor finally came to check. So it was a, well, a I can only assume it was days later. Now, did you grow up with family members, or were you put into like some kind of foster care system? I was in foster care. How'd that go for you? Were you bounced around a lot? I was bounced around quite a bit. Nightmares? Yes. What do you look like? I'm a man. I am just now turned 18. I have icy eyes, ragged clothes. I have an old pickup truck as my mode of transportation. Now... Have you been, like, basically living as a transient right now, or you do you have a base of operations? The state has set me up with a low-income apartment. Okay, sounds good. Aaron, tell us about your playbook. What did you choose? I chose the expert. The expert. You want to be an expert at things. I would like to be an expert at something. And what's your character's name? My name is Alan Scott. Alan Scott. And Alan's got the expert. What is your speciality? My speciality is preparedness, and uh, I know everything. You know everything? Or I can find out everything. How do you know everything? I have spent much time studying uh, the ways of monsters, the ways of the supernatural. Um, I have set up my own base of operations, and uh, a lot of people come to me when they need information on some of the, the weird that's out there. Okay. Now, how did you become interested in the monstrous? Started out, actually, I first read about it. Um, I was already an adult, and I just happened to find an old book at a little bookshop. And as I read it, I started to uh, see that there was truth in what they were writing about. Picked it up because it, it sounded crazy, and I thought it'd be a, a chuckle. And the first time uh, something showed up to try to take the book back, because it wasn't supposed to be in the hands of the usual person, the, the regular everyday guy. I realized that it was all true. What is one thing that you always wanted to tell your mother but could not work up the nerve to? Hmm. She should have had more children. Were you an only child? I was an only child. I would have liked to have had a sibling or a brother. Specifically a brother. <laughs> Specifically a brother. But a sibling would have been, would have been nice. 
Okay. Did you ever have any experience with the the supernatural or the or cryptid before? No, not until I was an adult. Okay. But my question is, are, is all of your knowledge book knowledge or have you actually... Yes, so it, it is not all book knowledge. So I started reading about it and then a, a monster showed up um, to take it back. It was a vampire. By the skin of my teeth and the knowledge gained from the book, I was able to survive that attack. Okay. And that caused me to start preparing and I built up a, a library of books. Um, it is both uh, lore and a, a magical library. And I keep studying and, and more and more monster hunters are coming to me for some advice about what's out there. Now, do you live on? Do you live in a house or do you have like an apartment? No, I actually live in a cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods. Okay. Sounds good. And what do you look like? I am senior middle-aged man, you know, uh, scarred face, generally jeans, boots, occasional t-shirt. Do you have any specific weapons? Yes, I actually have three weapons. Okay. I carry around a magical dagger um, that was procured for me. I carry a juju bag and a magnum. Okay. You never know what you're going to run into. Where, where did you get the juju bag? I made it myself. Okay. I guess you would have the knowledge for that. All right, Elijah, what uh, what playbook did you choose, bud? So I chose the professional. Okay. And my character's name is Jin Jackson. Now, how long have you been a monster monster hunting professional? About three years. I'm 26 now, so. Okay. Now, did you uh, fall into this job on your own, or did you go into uh, like a job thinking it was something else, and it turned out to be monster hunting? Um, I pretty much went into it on my own. Okay. And did you have like an experience that made you decide to become a monster hunter or was this something that you just heard about through some other source? I just heard that it existed and I wanted to be a part of it. Okay, cool. What was your first hunt like? Well, I was really scared because it was the first time and it was a group of werewolves and I didn't really, I couldn't really do much because I didn't have that much experience. Okay. But... As I got into it more and we started going on more hunts, I started uh, becoming one of the best fighters. And did you typically work with other people or would you work on your own during those, those times? Um, at first, I would work in groups because they didn't trust me on my own. But as I um, started to gain their trust, they let me go on solo missions. Now, do you, do you work for a specific organization or are you freelance? I do work for an agency. Okay. And it's just called the agency? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Now, what do you look like? Um, I'm a man with a determined face and a paramilitary uniform. Okay. So, like, fatigues and everything mm. like that. Um, do you have any body armor? I have a flak vest. Okay, cool. Let's go ahead and talk about history. We'll go ahead and circle back to uh, Jeff to start this process out. <laughs> go around the group and have each player pick their hunter's history with the other hunters. They do this by picking one of the shared events or relationships from the list in their playbook. So, I'm assuming that we're, we're going to choose like one for each other person. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. of how it says. Does your character have powers? Okay, because uh, one of them says you're a bit suspicious of them, maybe due to their unnatural powers or something like that. I mean, the, under the, the basic moves, everybody can use magic. Yeah, yeah everybody so. can use like magical items and everything like that. The dagger that I that I do have is, I have enchan zero is enchanted. Weird. You have zero and weird. I have zero and weird. So I mean, 
unmagical. I think even then. Well, that means still that means it. you still use it. You just don't get any modifiers you, to yeah, your roll. Yeah. You have to roll the. Maybe that one isn't one that's good for this group because it seems like we're all like if we had a monstrous or a divine, mm-hmm. then uh, that yeah. might have been mm-hmm. or a spell slinger. Then that would have been a little bit better choice for one of those characters. Well, uh, Jace uh, introduced me to the existence of monsters uh, because I stumbled upon him fighting them. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was that fight like? Was was this something that was like you were walking home from work and saw yeah, something was, in an alley? I was just or... walking or while well, riding my skateboard home from work. Where did you work before? Pizza shop. <laughs> I knew that was good. Going home from a pizza shop, I didn't make enough money to afford anything better than a skateboard. So. Do you uh, deliver the pizzas on your skateboard? <laughs> <laughs> no, the company gave me a bike. I'll buy I had to leave that there. <laughs> You'd be like 17 and deliver yeah. pizzas on your skateboard. I was riding home on my skateboard. And He's I, like, I heard something in the alley and was like, what the heck is that in passing? And saw like monster duel and went back to check it out and you had just finished fighting the monster and you were like it's a monster deal with it and just left (laughs) (laughs) sounds like my character yeah (laughs) that's how we know each other sounds good go ahead so i'm gonna further define that relationship jeff's character uh ray remembers that encounter jace does not first time he remembers ray is when he stood between me and what I needed to find out. How did he do that? I was close to finding out the the breed of monsters that killed my family. Since I still don't know that. And you somehow got in the way of me finding that key information. Because I wanted to know more about what you were doing. And you weren't very forthcoming with what you were doing. And I was being one of those nagging teenager types. Like, what is going on? I know something now, and now I need to know more, so I know what I know. All right, so let's let's ask this ask this question. How old are you now? Twenty two, somewhere around okay. there. Okay, so if this happened when you were a teenager, say seventeen, that would make me like thirteen, like 13 when I was fighting monsters. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which would explain why I'm like, why is why these questions? Yeah. <laughs> The old man in the woods. <laughs> How old is that? Is that is that what it says on your paper? No, oh, uh, okay. no that's, that's, that's me. Um, that's his. That's yeah. what he said his character was. Yeah. Uh, what was his name again? Alan. 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 We're gonna go with. They're your hero. You are my hero. The, exactly, exactly the kind of monster hunter I want to be. Oh, this is going to be awesome. This is, this is going to be awesome. Just wait till you get to mine. <laughs> the reason this is, is because of the way that I've seen you methodically go through and know exactly what you're doing when you're fighting these things. I've seen you look at the situation and know what to do, and then do that. Exactly take them out the way you planned. And I don't know how to do that yet, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Your name was Ray again? Or Mine is Alan. Alan. Your Alan. name is Ray, sir. My name is Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and so it begins. His name is Jin, if you're wondering. Ah, Jin and I are good friends from back in school, when we were kids. 
grew up in close by neighborhoods and okay. just hung out all the time at school. Jin's a few years older than you, though. But I was a cool kid. I was one of those young cool kids young that cool just kids. Yeah. hung out with the older kids because the younger ones were too immature for me. Okay. Or too mysterious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or too mysterious. You can't figure out those young kids and their monster killing. So. <laughs> That's how you know these guys. Awesome. All right. All right. So we've already defined how I know Jeff. That's or Ray. Right. How Jace knows Ray. So for Alan, Jace respects his hard-earned knowledge and often goes to him for advice. Alan, you you went from like Benedict. So I, th- I, th- I almost played this character a little bit differently, but I was like, no, that's too much Benedict. Let's skip that. <laughs> Let's skip rid of that. Yeah, so you went from being like the, the group cut up as Benedict to being the wise man. Yeah. So I w- I'm going to add on to that. Say he re- good for his knowledge, but Jace thinks he can perform a little bit better at the monster killing. So oh. I probably think so too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and for Jin, Jin saw me absolutely lose it and go berserk. Situation was, after Ray stopped me from finding out, I just went on a monster-killing spree. I guess it would have been his agency was in charge of, oh, these are the monsters you're hunting and killing, and I just busted in Leroy Jenkins style and did it all on my own. So you totally, you totally went all Jason Bourne on a bunch of monsters. Yes. And, uh, and I'm supposed to ask Jin how much collateral damage that costs. <laughs> it sounds like you did a lot of damage. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, one of one of my, uh, uh, I guess, moves that I have is called "What Doesn't Kill Me." Yeah. So if I suffer any harm, I gain pluses until the fight is over. Okay. So I get stronger with getting hit. So, do you think he caused harm to like the the physical location that you guys were trying to go into? You think? He... I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he might might have like accidentally set things on fire? Do you think he accidentally on purpose set things on fire? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing: is that your your organization is like really hush hush, and you don't don't want to be known very well, and so like there's all your commandos getting ready to bust in there. You go in, you set the building on fire and everything, causes fire trucks to show up, journalists, all sorts of bad stuff. So they have to figure out how to get their people out of there before they can be noticed by all these officials that are around. So that that's kind of that's kind of bad. Alright. Hmm. So Alan's already a little respected and a little bit worshipped. <laughs> so in conjunction with that, would you like to be my student, apprentice, ward, or child? <laughs> Not you. Would, would, uh, <laughs> would Ray like to be? Yeah, that would be a little odd. Uh, sure, yeah, you could be like your ward or apprentice. Ward or apprentice. We will go with apprentice. Fair enough. So I am attempting to impart my years and years of knowledge into your mundane mind. <laughs> It's a really hard job. Jace, the first time you came to me for advice, so you you came, you 
have been coming. Mm-hmm. The advice I gave you got you out of a lot of trouble. What was the trouble? The trouble was that I killed a breed of monster that I not quite understand. And I guess this breed of monster has a pack mentality. So I killed one and the rest of the pack was after me. And Jin. Is there any way I can combine two of these? So one of them is they know some of your dark secrets, but they've agreed to keep quiet about them. The other one is they once helped you get a singular item that is now part of your haven. I think you would have to go with one or the other. Okay. Jin, your agency has actually investigated me in the past because of some of the less uh, savory things I've had to do to build up my haven and some of the things that I have there. So you know a lot about me, and specifically you know that I have engaged in human sacrifice to get some of the things that I have. That's dark, dude. (laughs) I don't know how much I want to be like you. You don't don't know that. You don't know that. Ray, just lay down right here. (laughs) Come here, my fighter practice. All right. And we're moving on to Jim. So, Ray, right? Mm -hmm. You are on the agency watch list because you're just obsessed with figuring out more about monsters. And so I've been keeping an eye on you for these past few years. We've already pretty much covered how I know Jay's saying buildings on fire and stuff. So let's say after that incident, I was sent to deal with you because you were a hazard to the agency's policies. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was sent to deal with you and you did not go quietly, obviously. No. Set more things on fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the theme is setting things on fire. All right, I got it. <laughs> and uh, we were forced to actually retreat again because, yes! you know, more public presence is not a good thing for this agency. So you got away, and we pretty much just let you do your own thing since then. <laughs> Jace, don't know how to stop you yet. <laughs> Jace 2, the man... Zero. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, Alan, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I met you because I was sent by the agency to get help with a monster that we were hunting, and uh, you helped us, so now you're really well regarded with the agency. Okay. And for the purposes of the game, you just put up with these two because they're with him. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> That seems like the case for all of us. We put up with each other because <laughs> I got the because stuff. Of Alan. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's the introduction to the characters and everything like that. I think that would be a good place to stop for this week. And when we come back, we will begin the game. Until next time, hope you all have a good one. Thank you for listening to Bone Growers Theater. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook and Google+. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor.
This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. <laughs>